The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Big Six Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. If you are listening to the show, it is Friday, May 27th. We are kicking off a holiday weekend with the biggest division in football as of this offseason, uh, the AFC West. If you're watching on YouTube, it is Thursday, May 26th. If you're watching live, you could be watching, theoretically, you could be watching uh, on Memorial Day or like Memorial Day 2023 and be like, man, these guys are stupid. Or, man, these guys are geniuses. Anyway, joining me to break down the AFC West, good friend of the show, Jordan Dejani. Jordan, what's up, buddy? What's up, Brinson? Thanks so much for having me on this afternoon. Always glad to share the pick six airways with you, sir. Do, uh, do you refine, and I'm saying this about myself, not you, because I like, I think I'm like, I've got like a cheek beard going on uh, currently. Mm-hmm. That's another reason to watch on YouTube, obviously. But I also find that like sometimes, and I'm wearing sunglasses for some reason, um, sometimes, clearly not discombobulated at all. Uh, sometimes I find that my 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 beard will grow its own beard in the form of a neck beard. Do you get that a lot? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I got to stay on top of that when it comes to trimming it. I got very. Yeah, you're younger and, and you're younger and, and care about what people think about you. <laughs> Maybe a Here's little bit. I. Yeah, you've already got the wife and the family kind of thing. I'm still working on that. So yeah, I got to I got to make sure I'm manicured anywhere I go. I think my neck beard might have its own neck beard at this point. That's how <laughs> that's how uh, that's how bad things are getting. Um, AFC West, let's dive right in. We're keeping these, we're trying to keep these tight. Keep it tight this offseason. All right. A whole hour early. That's right, Jesse Clark. We are live an hour early. It's all my fault. Wait till Debo finds out about my schedule next week. <laughs> <laughs> he said doing finger guns. Um, we'll start with the Chiefs, of course, because where I mean, I guess in theory you could start elsewhere. I feel like the Chiefs, and I've been beating this drum all offseason. I will continue to beat it uh, throughout the rest of the offseason. Uh, please don't clip that. Um, the uh, the Chiefs are the most undervalued team in the betting market because you can get them at plus 160 or thereabouts to win the division, I believe. And, like, plus money for Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. They, of course, traded Tyreek Hill. They uh, they also lost Tyron Mathieu in uh, free agency, signed with the Saints. Daryl Williams signed with Arizona. Byron Pringle signed with the Bears. Demarcus Robinson signed with the Raiders. Melvin Ingram signed with the Dolphins. Sheesh. Anthony Hitchens was released. Chardavis Ward signed with San Francisco. Daniel Sorensen. Well, that's not a loss. That's a win. He signed with New Orleans as well. Uh-oh, Saints. Watch out for that combo back there. Um, to try and boost the safety position, they did sign Justin Reed to a massive contract. They traded for Lonnie Johnson, the cornerback. They signed Ronald Jones. Kind of an interesting uh, signing there. And then they brought in Marquez Valdez-Scantling and Juju Smith-Schuster in terms of their free agency the Chiefs draft picks, they had two because of the Tyreek Hill uh, trade in the first round. They selected cornerback Trent McDuffie out of Washington with the 21st overall pick, and then George Karloftis with the 30th overall pick, and then, of course, Sky Moore in the second round, 54th overall, who uh, I think a lot of people are extremely high on in this Andy Reid offense with Patrick Mahomes. Also worth noting, 
they got Justin Ross as an undrafted free agent after he sat out there for a while. And I, I only note that because yesterday, Jordan, the Chiefs posted a video of him making a sicko one-handed catch. If he's healthy, he is maybe the steal of this entire draft. Um, Chiefs over, Chiefs over under 10 and a half with the over juice to 130. Coming off a 12 and 5 season last year, the first time in Andy Reid's tenure in Kansas City, they didn't hit the over for the preseason win total. How are you feeling about this uh, this this Chiefs team looking at their schedule, which, to be frank, is not easy out of the gate at all? Yeah, it's kind of interesting. We're we're in disagreement here. I mean, I, I'm not going to bet the Chiefs to win the division. I think I've, I'm finding more value on either the Denver Broncos or Los Angeles Chargers, which are both at plus 250. So maybe I can concoct a very interesting play there and make some kind of money if one of those bets hits. I mean, the Chiefs have won the division, what, six straight seasons. The division as a whole got better. The AFC West is, a, is the big reason why we witnessed an unprecedented, dramatic NFL offseason. Um, and to make matters worse, if you ask me who are the two best divisions in the NFL, I would tell you the NFC West and the AFC West. And coincidentally, those two divisions are playing each other, which is mm. going to greatly affect uh, the win totals for those eight teams, in my opinion. You know, I think that's good evidence to lean under on a lot of these teams. So as I mentioned, I'm not as high as you are on the Chiefs to win this division, but I still think they're a legitimate playoff team, even if that comes in the form of a wild card. Um, looking at the schedule, um, first okay, so the, four, the, way, the, AFC, the AFC West, which I should really note these on the top of every single podcast, but I'm an idiot, so I don't. The AFC West gets the NFC West, as you pointed out, Jordan, but also the AFC South. That's their two divisional uh, matchups. And then the Chiefs as, you know, f as a first, the, you know, the, the, the division winner are going to draw tougher matchups, you know, like they, they get the Bengals. Um, and then uh, the Bills, I guess, is there is there two and, and the Bucks. Oof. Yeah, very tough matchups there. And you know, looking at that before the bye week, those first what seven games. What's your prediction there? Because I'm thinking maybe they could go four and three when they hit their bye week. Remember, they started three and four last year. They were kind of slow getting out of the gate with some of the losses that you mentioned earlier. Um, you know, maybe that's something that could happen again. So I'm eyeing something like maybe a four and three record before they hit that week eight bye. It's not unreasonable. So they start the first four games. Three of them are on the road at Arizona, home against the Chargers, at Indianapolis, and at Tampa Bay. Now that Tampa Bay game is a primetime spot. I'm you know, bad with, but I think it's a, I think it's Sunday night football, which is just Mahomes and Brady, just fantastic. Um, the I, I think when you so a lot of people are going to have the Cardinals beating them in week one, and that's okay. It'll probably be a toss-up. I'm going to even if you want to do that, I'm going to have them two and two. Worst case scenario, I think they find a way to split between Indy and, and Tampa Bay on those two uh, road games, and I'll have them beating the Raiders at home. I look, the Bills are probably the best team in football, but I still think Kansas City can beat them at home. The other thing about the Chiefs in this start is last year they're breaking in an entirely new offensive line like trying to figure out the pieces. There's a lot more continuity to that this year. The wide receivers, getting them acclimated to playing with Patrick Mahomes and him dealing with these new weapons, that's maybe a bigger problem uh, for them. At San Francisco, a lot of that will depend on Trey Lance. But, you know, I think I'm going to have them hold serve at home and pick up two road wins going. To, so I'm going to have them at five and two going into that by four and three is not outrageous. I, you know, look, you know, that's hold serve at home and then win one of those road games. That's that is a perfectly like acceptable 
notion, I think. Um, yep. out, coming out of the bye, it's a little friendlier, at least for the next four games. They're home against Tennessee, home against Jacksonville, at the Chargers, and home against the Rams. That Chargers game, by the way, is not a, not a road game for the Chiefs just because of the the, the nature of how their franchise travels division <laughs> division matchup that it's going to be red in there. So what do you think? Three and one, I would say three and one, two and you could go two and two if you're bearish on them, I suppose. No, absolutely. I mean, the Titans and chiefs have kind of been an interesting rival over the past couple of years. They met in the AFC championship game a couple of years ago. Of course, I think the chiefs are Oh, and two against the Titans in their last regular season matchups, which is kind of interesting, but the Titans may be poised to take a step backwards as well. Uh, give them a win against the Jaguars. You mentioned the Chargers. I think they're going to split the season series with the Chargers. I think that's an okay scenario. Yeah, that's fine. Um, and then, of course, against the Rams, that's going to be tough. And, you know, moving on, that week 11 through 14 slate, that's going to be tough, man. Chargers, Rams, Bengals, Broncos, only Rams is, you know, the technical home game. So you're right. It's a little friendlier coming out of the bye, but then they have to really gear up for what could be a tough stretch. All right, so you've got them. So I've got them at – what I say five and two, I've got them at eight and eight and three. I think even like, even if you want to say it's not, even if you want to say it's four and three, then three and one, I mean, I still think seven and four worst case going into at Cincy at Denver at Houston versus Seattle. I think that's a two and two situation where you, you know, that maybe they split with Denver. You could lose at Cincy, but I think you're winning at Houston and winning at home against Seattle. And then I'll give them the win against Denver and so that's in my city. And then I think, I think they can beat the Raiders in Las Vegas, obviously seeding and whatnot could determine that. But if I, if I've got five and two, three and one, that's eight and three plus two and two, that's my 10 right there. And then the, the win against Denver or the Raiders gets me over the total. Um, it, it, I really think like, it's okay to be down the chiefs. Like a lot of people are down the chiefs and the division is hard. I, you know, so it, it basically depends. Are you, are you still bullish on Mahomes and Andy Reid, which I am, or are you just are you sold on the rest of the div division, which you are? And I think that sort of determines whether you go over or under in this in this case. Absolutely, and I mean you said it. I think it's these win these over under win totals for all four of these teams is literally going to come down to the buzzer. It's going to come down to those last two or three weeks, which is why this is probably not my favorite division to go heavy on when it comes to placing money on some of these lines. But I mean it's a little bit of both. If we're getting back to the general general specifics i mean the the chiefs wide receiving core uh i was a lot more bullish on the juju signing before tyree kill left i think juju's a legitimate number two not a star number one um but you know getting back to the schedule i think i have the chiefs worst case scenario maybe logical could be six and seven leading week 14 but then i have them reeling off four straight wins to end the year that would get them to that 10 and seven mark uh, as you mentioned off the top it's it's juice to the over so I find myself leaning a little bit under, um, you know, at plus money. Yep. I, I, that's perfectly fine. Again, like, I think it really just depends on, um, you know, which, which way you lean towards the chiefs this season. And I, like I said, I'm a little more uh, bullish. Okay. Let's move on to the, I think the Denver, no, the Los Angeles chargers for sure. Over under, although the Broncos and the chargers, same over under chargers at 10 coming off a disappointing nine and eight season, you know, where they had a chance to go to the playoffs and that Raiders game at the end was just crazy. Um, they signed JC Jackson. They traded for Khalil Mack. I mean, this, these are their big moves. Well, you know, the, the Raider, the Raiders chargers 
And Broncos went big this offseason. They also added Kyle Van Noy, Sebastian Joseph Day, and Bryce Callahan, a sneaky signing. Uh, his best football was played in the Vic Fangio scheme, from which Brandon Staley derives his scheme. They lost my man, Justin Jones. Hate to see it. But otherwise, had a pretty, you know, relatively strong offseason in bolstering what like a lot of people think is one of the best rosters in all of the NFL. Um going over or under the Chargers here. Yeah, you know, since I told you off the top that I like the Chargers to win the division, I think I have to lean over here with this. Uh, I think it's interesting. They got five primetime games. Uh, that ties a league high with 13 other teams. You know, I think it's going to be interesting to get off to a hot start, and I think it's also very possible looking at that schedule. Look at the Cleveland Browns in week five. We we're, of course, going to be talking about a potential Deshaun Watson suspension. He may not be in the lineup for that game. It's kind of on the border, in my opinion, whether that suspension could be four or six games. Um, you know, if I'm high on the Chargers, I think it could be possible that they could be four and one to start the year. Could we be talking about five and two um, at the at the bye? That's kind of my prediction. Yeah, I mean, look, you get the chart, you get the start off with the Raiders. I think you give them probably give them a win um, at the Chiefs. I had the Chiefs winning that Jags easy win. Jags at Houston. If Deshaun Watson suspended, that's they're four and one. At home against the Broncos, that's not really a great home game because Denver definitely travels. Um, and then home against Seattle, like even if you want to say Denver beats them and they lose at Kansas City, five and two feels like worst case scenario for for the Chargers going into the bye, barring like something, you know, obviously barring major injuries or some real, like real heavy duty chargering here. Or Brandon Staley calling a timeout when he shouldn't. Yeah, that's exactly right. Little. <laughs> Um, coming out of the buy, um, coming sorry, coming out of the buy, they have at the at Atlanta and at San Francisco versus Kansas City and at Arizona. I mean, it feels a, like it feels really bullish to have a team that's five and two go better than three, better than two and two in that spot. Two and two is kind of my gut reaction there. San Francisco is a wild card when it comes to these preseason rankings. You have no idea what Trey Lance is going to look like if Debo Samuel's in the fold. So that one's kind of tough. I mean, I have them beating Atlanta. Kansas City, I'm going to split the season series there. So a win or a loss there. Arizona's another interesting team. I'm not sure about. Uh, it's in Arizona. It's in week 12. Maybe that's the point in the season where the Cardinals begin their weird downward spiral that they usually do in the late season. So two and two, three and one, if you're really bullish on the Chargers, in my opinion, coming off of that week eight bye. Yeah. So that's two and two there for the Chargers. Let me flip my thing. I keep forgetting that I'm not in charge of scrolling. Devo is. Um, <laughs> so we got the Chargers. I think we both agree that the Chargers are probably seven and four at that point. There should be seven and four after 12 weeks of the season. They're then at Las Vegas. I think it's okay to give them a loss there. I agree. Um, home against Miami, I think, is a win. Home against Tennessee should be a win. Neither of those teams are going to travel like that far, I wouldn't think, and fill up the stadium. Like they should beat both of those teams if they are that good. At Indianapolis, what do you want to do there? So, so we have them at uh, what five and two, seven and four, seven and five, nine and five, a- nine and five with three games to go. Although all three really tough games. Oof. At I'm Indy, leaning, yeah, first Los Angeles at Denver. Give me a record for those three games. 
Um, at Indy, I'm going to give them a win. I'm giving them a loss against the Rams, of course. And then at week 18, that's going to be tough. We talked about this being the toughest division. No one's going to be resting their starters in that final week of the regular season. It's on the road in Denver. Uh, that makes me lean towards Denver. So maybe a one and two record to end the year. All right, that's 10 wins on the nose. So the Chargers, to me, that makes the Chargers tough because we, we had them splitting with Denver and splitting with Kansas City. And splitting with Las Vegas. So you Correct. split the division. That's just not unreasonable. Could they win more? Yes. Could they win less? Absolutely. I mean, that's like rocket science and I'm like, like crazy knowledge I'm dropping here. But um, in this tough division, it's, it's just really difficult, I think, to give anybody like, you know, to be like, oh, they're going to go six and oh in the division. Like that would be pretty shocking if anybody went, like, I mean, four and two would be a strong effort in this division. I guess somebody right. might have to. Um, they got some layups on the road, games they should win. But it's like if they lose to Miami or Tennessee and then like Deshaun Watson plays, you know, it could be a nine and eight season again. It should be a 12 win season given the talent they have. I mean, I would lean, I think you have to pick two. You can't obviously go over with all three of the, the teams in this division. You know, no offense to the Raiders. I mean, you have to pick are you going to be in on Denver or Los Angeles this year? And or do you buy the Chiefs? So you could be in on Denver and LA and be down on the Chiefs, and that's fine. Um, but I think if you're if you're high on the Chiefs and you you believe in the Chargers, you sort of have to be out on Denver too. Um, right. I would lean over on the Chargers because I think the schedule is very friendly. Uh, but we'll look at Denver in a second. Coming, I assume you're leaning over on the Chargers as well, even though. I yeah, I am. And I did want to mention, I was looking at very winnable games for all four teams. And in my opinion, I think the Chargers have the most winnable. You know what I'm talking about? Looking at lesser teams and automatically yeah. marking up a W. Jaguars, like at, Texas. At Atlanta. At Atlanta should just be a win. for the. If the exactly. Chargers are as good as they're supposed to be, that just needs to be a win. So that's four wins if I'm looking at those opponents. Split the, se split the uh, season seven series right with there, the yeah. rivals. There's seven right there. You can talk yourself into leaning over. There's that push opportunity as well. So, yeah, I told you I'm bullish on the Chargers. I think I'm taking the over. Nine and a half, I would definitely take the over. Ten, I'm at least like a little hesitant because I think there's a really good chance you push. But if they come out and go start seven and oh, I mean, which or even six and one, which would not be crazy at all. Um, like if Deshaun Watson suspended six and one, just wouldn't be surprising for them at, like given the setup. And if they start six and one, I mean, you, you have to be thinking push would is kind of a nightmare at that point because you just yeah. really need four wins and there's definitely four out there on the table for them. All right, let's take a break. And when we come back, how does the Denver Broncos schedule look next? The all new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers, I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe, the Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing, 
Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. I know I do this every time, and I'm sorry, Diva, but like, if you're listening on the podcast, you don't see the ads that run on our YouTube channel during the show. Like, it, it, we actually have ads now, which is kind of exciting. You know, they run in, it's like, a, like an ad roll, and it runs. Um, and we keep getting these Top Gun Maverick ads. I could not be more excited to see this movie. I mean, that ad was great. I found myself completely enthralled during our little break. Like, I'm a, I'm a big Top Gun fan. Um, we, we, anyway, you're not, you're not old enough to be, like, a diehard Top Gun fan. Like, and I'm, I'm, like, right on the edge. But, like, you know, Top Gun and Days of Thunder were, you know, are, like, I'll watch them anytime, anywhere. The action scenes in both don't necessarily hold up, like, great. It's, like, two dudes talking in a cockpit, and then, like, a plane explodes. And it's, like, woohoo, math! <laughs> Like, I think the action scenes in this new one are going to be just top, top notch. That's um, awesome, yeah. Okay. Let's move on to Jungle Goat in the chat. Says the original Top Gun is one of the most overrated movies of all time. Pull up your pants, take off the bra, and be a man. Absolutely not. I mean, tell me you're, tell me you're 32 without telling me you're, or tell me you're 28 without telling me you're 28, which... Frankly, I would like to be 28 and be complaining about Top Gun, the, the original one. But, like, it's not, I mean, it's not overrated to the people who grew up with it, but it's definitely overrated if you're younger and you watch it and you're like, what is this crap? <laughs> like, we had, like, you know, like, like, how, like, like, what's the first big action movie you remember seeing, Dijani? I don't, I don't even remember, man. My Jurassic parents really, Park? yeah, maybe, when I was, like, a kid. Right, but, like, Jurassic Park, cra- like, action, like, craps all over Top Gun. I mean, Top Gun is literally like, it's like shots of, like, the, the, the action is just terrible. I mean, like, it's, you know, it doesn't hold up. And, but now the, look, Tom, Tom Cruise. Oh, damn it. Jungle Goat's the same age. Yeah. <laughs> Carry on. You know what? This is not a Top Gun podcast. I told we had to, we had to move along quickly. Let's talk about the Denver Broncos. Because they are flying high. Get it? <laughs> they traded for Russell Wilson this offseason. Um Lost Drew Locke and Noah Fant, as long, along with Shelby Harris, in the trade to Seattle. Uh, they lost Teddy Bridgewater as their backup when he bounced to Miami to, to back up Tua Tagovailoa, and added Randy Gregory in a sort of controversial signing where the, the Cowboys wouldn't pony up. DJ Jones, Alex Singleton, Kwan Williams, Josh Johnson, backup quarterback. Fun, fun, fun. And uh, Billy Turner. Um, so, yeah, they added some nice pieces, but Russell Wilson, clearly the crown jewel of their offseason. And the NFL has decided to shine. They're over-under, by the way, 10. 2020, 2021 record seven and ten. Everyone is has been saying for frankly years now that 
the Broncos were a quarterback away with their roster and everything that they have in place. They just needed that quarterback and they could become a Super Bowl contender. Their odds have been short in the last two off seasons because everyone believed that Aaron Rodgers was going to go there. Uh, he was only bolstered when Nathaniel Hackett was hired as their new head coach after they fired Vic Fangio. Instead, they work on a deal for Russell Wilson and the first game of the year for the Broncos back in Seattle where they're like, like six-point favorites or something, or maybe it's like four-point favorites, something very bizarre. Uh, it might be three and a half. Anyway, Monday Night Football in Seattle, Russ returns. I mean, you couldn't ask for a better start for Russ at Seattle. Clearly, you have some emotions there, but the Seahawks don't profile as a great team. Denver should win that game. Houston at home, 49ers at home, maybe trying to figure out their whole quarterback situation. And then at the Raiders to start, um, Colts at home next, at the Chargers, Jets at home, at the Jaguars. Like, I, you know, all these teams who finished last in their division to get these crossover games with the AFC West got totally screwed because you draw the Broncos. And, like, that's just not fair. Um, it's hard not to pick. It's hard to picture the the Broncos getting off to a slow start with this schedule. Yeah, sorry, I was putting money on the Broncos week one. Uh, I think that's the craziest schedule quirk in my opinion. I think it was very weird. Why would the NFL want to open week one with Russell Wilson making his return to Seattle? That seems like something you would kind of want to build up to. I get it, putting it in the early stages of the regular season, but week one really shocked me. And yeah, I think that's obviously going to be a win. Listen, Denver has four of their first six games in prime time. I think that's absolutely wild. And going back to that week one matchup, maybe it's a good thing for Russell Wilson to kind of get that monkey off his back early um, yeah. so he can kind of get started with this new change of scenery. Uh, looking at the, this first, what, eight games right before the bye in week nine, what's your projected record there? Because the way I look at it, I think they could be six and two. Yeah, I mean, I think um... – I'm going to have them splitting with the Chargers, so that's a loss. I'm going to have them, I guess, splitting with the Raiders. I mean, we've been giving all these – we're having all these teams split with the Raiders, but, like, that maybe. I mean, we'll talk about them in a second. Um, I, I don't see them losing to Jacksonville, to the Jets. I think they'll beat the Colts at home. I think they'll beat the Texans at home. I, I think they'll beat the Seahawks, although I would not count Seattle out in that game – I think five and three would be a kind of a disaster for them. <laughs> like if this schedule, you really shouldn't lose more. Uh, I mean, five and three. Okay. Four and four is an absolute nightmare. Five and three is a little bit of a disappointment. And then I think six and two is probably the meat, like the average projection that I would have them at going into that week nine bye. So we're probably on the same page there. Okay, perfect. And I mean, after the bye week, it definitely gets a lot more interesting. Uh, yes. Jumping ahead a little bit, that week 13 through 18, really tough. Ravens, Chiefs, Cardinals, Rams, Chiefs again, Chargers to finish out the year. As we've been talking about, if you're betting on these over-under win totals, it's really going to come down to the buzzer there. That's a really tough stretch to that end the regular really season. tough. Yeah. I mean, week 13 on for the Broncos. So, like, they should – I think it's okay to give them a loss at the Titans out of the bye. I mean, it could easily win the game, but we can't just absolutely disrespect the Titans here. I mean, you, you know, you're, 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 you're bullish on the Titans usually. I'm um, glad you said it. Raiders at home is, should be a win, and at the Panthers should be, a, should be a win. Like, Russ wins on the East Coast, especially North Carolina. So, let's say we have them at 6-2 and two going to the bye, and then 
two and one in those next three games. So you're eight and three. That I don't think that's unreasonable at all. I think they sort of need to be eight and three. Correct. Because like you point out, week 13 on at Baltimore versus the Chiefs versus the Cardinals at the Rams at the Chiefs versus the Chargers. Even if they're a great football team, you're probably best case going three and three in that stretch. Yep. That, I mean, that's exactly where I think I'm landing. I mean, you talked about splitting the season series. I think I'm doing that with the Chiefs yet again. I have them losing to the Ravens. Uh, I think Baltimore could be a really sneaky team this year. Cardinals will be interesting. I'd rather catch them late in the year than early in the season, you know, just going off of recent history, giving them a loss to the Rams. Uh, and then week 18 uh, versus the Chargers is going to be very interesting. And as I mentioned, I, I gave the Chargers a loss in that matchup. So I think Denver can end the season on a win. But again, playoff hopes, your, your, your tickets cashing for this over-under win total, really going to come down to those, past, those uh, last couple of weeks. Well, I mean, I think it's like if you bet the over, so we sort of consensus got them to 11 wins. So, I mean, again, like, I mean, Kind of don't, I don't like the schedule for the Broncos and the Chargers is, is so much easier than the Chiefs. Um, so, I mean, I guess I don't mind. And that's, oh, you know what? It's because the, because the freaking Raiders made the playoffs. So the Chargers have a third place schedule and the Broncos have a fourth place schedule. And those, we think those two teams are probably better than the Raiders. Um, yeah. I mean, it's hard. Like, I, anything less than 10 wins for either of these teams is probably a massive disappointment for their season and probably means yes. they won't be in the playoffs. Um, I don't know that both are going to get to 10 wins. It, it is possible. You know, we saw the Chiefs had 12, Raiders had 10, and Chargers had nine last year. Like, you know, Chargers, you know, could it could have easily happened. But, um, yeah, I think you probably need to be – if you want to bet the over, you need to bank on them being at eight wins – going into that stretch starting in week 13 because you've got, you know, three and three finish. You know, they can go forward too if they're a great team. Like Russ is, you know, they could, Arizona could be falling apart. Like, you know, they could, you know, who knows, the Ravens are injured again. You know, tons of, tons of different things happen over course of the NFL season. But I think three, you need to be thinking three and three if you decide to take that over, meaning you're going to need eight and three coming in because, yeah, you know, seven and four would get you to. Is that right? Seven and four. Yeah, seven and four would get you to a push, but you're trying to win it. So that's something to uh, think about. All right. Yeah, and uh, before we move on, I want to mention too. This this seems really tough to kind of figure out because I definitely subscribe to the theory that this team is ready to compete, to contend right now. All over the roster, all they've been missing is the quarterback, like you mentioned. But at the same time. Are we really going to pencil in Russell Wilson as a top 10, top five passer in 2022 in this new offense? I mean, he didn't have that great of a season last year. I do understand that he was dealing with the hand injury, but you know, some people who those Broncos fans who are really gun ho are placing their mortgages on the over with that 10 wins. Uh, you know, I'd be careful because who knows what Russell Wilson's going to look like. And he's under a lot of pressure, man. I think the, the ceiling really hinges on the new quarterback. So that's really the kind of storyline to watch when it comes to the Broncos. Yeah, I mean, I think the one thing to worry about, too, with Denver, and, like, again, I think they're a good team, but we're sort of just automatically assigning them greatness and, like, free. Oh, no. Is Brinson gone? It's the Jordan DeJani show. It's about time, baby. I'm here, too, Jordan, to, to help us carry through <laughs> until Brinson's chrome gets back in a minute. Do we want to go right. Vegas? 
Yeah, let's go, Vic. I was going to ask you your thoughts. If you had to pick over under 10 uh, for the Denver Broncos, what's your thoughts? Uh, I wouldn't even chrome. It just streamed or just tossed me. Well, the Jordan to Janney show is very interesting for 30 seconds. <laughs> I, I was already back in the waiting room and hearing y'all laughing. Like, you're like, oh my God. <laughs> Debo, Debo, like, you just be glad Debo wasn't on like a, a call for another podcast or something. All of a sudden, you're like, well, I'm now going to filibuster for three minutes about the Las Vegas Raiders, everyone. <laughs> I'm um, going under, Jordan. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I think I would, man, the schedule is so easy, but they're just like, you could, like, they could lose to San Francisco and Indy. And like, I mean, people, dude, people have stumbled against the Jaguars, and they're they're definitely a better team. Like, like if they lose at Seattle, week one, all of a sudden your over is in kind of peril. So, <laughs> and look, like I was saying, right, like Rose, it cut me off. A new head coach, you know, not an elite offensive line, some really nice weapons, but a new head coach, new quarterback, and new pieces. Now I know that that has won the Super Bowl the last two years with the, the Rams um, and, and the Buccaneers, but. Neither of those teams, as I pointed out, had a new head coach. So, like your imp, like like everything was the same except for the quarterback. And we're talking. So, I, I do worry about that a little bit. But yeah, I think they're a team that could explode or or flail down the stretch. You know, it's going to be really tough to tell. Yeah. All right, let's go to the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, uh, I went down to Oakland and they weren't there. They open up. I mean, it's just, I mean, this, this AFC West, dude, like some of these stretches of schedules for the AFC West are just brutal, man. Absurd. Yeah. So you've got at the Chargers versus the Cardinals, who usually start hot with Cliff Kingsbury, at Tennessee versus the Broncos and at the Chiefs. Like, I think if you're the Raiders, two and three is kind of a win. Yep, that's my I mean, prediction is two and three. I think even a one and four could be possible. That's no, I, mean, I think 0 and five is on the table. 0 and five is on the table. One and four is totally possible. I'm saying two and three, you're like, okay, we're sort of survived. Like, I mean, you're about three road games against, you know, like would be playoff teams and then home games against two teams who, you know, are seem like pretty good playoff caliber people. Absolutely. And, you know, getting the Cardinals, I, I talked about last team, the Cardinal getting the Cardinals late would be ideal, but at the same time, they're not going to have DeAndre Hopkins either. So it's very possible they get off to a slow start. Um, you know, yeah. I, you said 0 and five's on the table. I, I don't, I wouldn't go with that. I'd probably go with one and four worst case scenario, two and three. I'd love to be high on the Raiders this year. I would absolutely love it for Derek Carr, Devontae Adams, Josh McDaniels, but one of these teams in the AFC West has to finish last in the division. And, Vegas clearly thinks it's going to be the Raiders. Yep. Um, look, I, I, oh, and five is on the table. No, it's, I mean, it's not, I don't think it's likely they'll find it. They got, they add, I forgot to mention who all they added and whatnot. Um, but obviously they added Devonte Adams via trade from green Bay. They signed Chandler Jones as a free agent, brought in Demarcus Robinson. It's like sneaky little ad Keelan Cole. Like I don't, yeah, I mean, really bolstering that, uh, really bolstering that, um, that wide receiver room. Rocky Asin, they picked up in a trade as well. Uh, Jayon Brown, decent little signing. And then they lost Yannick Ngakwe. They lost Casey Hayward, Zay Jones, Brian Edwards, who they just recently traded. And, um, of course, Marcus Mariota, their backup quarterback, who left. So, over under, by the way, eight and a half. The under minus 125 after going 10 and seven a year ago. 
if you're really optimistic, you can go two and three. I think we both think one and four maybe is sort of the landing spot there coming out of the out of the gate. Yeah, well, I, let's, I want, let's be, I want let's, to. I'll tell you what. Let's be generous and go two and three. Okay, thank you. That's I'm leaning. I'm leaning towards that direction too. And I like the Raiders. I want them to be good. Yeah, I don't I want the Raiders to suck. It's just those games are hard. Yeah, like, for sure. They're not favored in three of those games for sure the road games i bet if denver comes out blazing that denver's favored in las vegas or you know at least a pick them and then you know they'll be favored against arizona but if the arizona beats the chiefs week one who knows um out of the week six bye, and i think week six buys are brutal in the first place especially brutal in a 17 game season um they get the texans at home which we think should be a win uh, at New Orleans and at Jacksonville, I think is a that's a you're gonna have to make a long road trip there. You probably stay over in New Orleans, maybe, and then fly to Jacksonville from there. Does that happen a lot in the NFL? Uh, I mean, I guess it's a one o'clock game Eastern time, so maybe not. I guess with Vegas, you go back to Vegas and then fly back to Jacksonville. Yeah, that's probably right. Regardless, um, I'm splitting that right. I'm, I'm gonna yeah, get the Saints. A, yeah. I mean, they could beat the Saints and lose to the Jaguars. I wouldn't be shocked. Or, be, you know, lose to the Saints, beat the Jaguars. Um, so we've got two and three, uh, three and three, four and four through nine weeks. Colts at home? I'm going to give that a win to the Raiders. Okay. Uh, I'll acquiesce to that. I don't, I don't, I think they could lose it. We'll, you know, we'll see. I think both teams have lots of question marks about them. Uh, so five and four. I think you lose at Denver. It's five and five. At Seattle is not a freebie, but we're giving it to basically everybody who plays the Seahawks. It feels like. <laughs> yeah. Um, you got you got a win or a loss at Seattle. Uh, win for the Raiders. Okay. Uh, so that's six and five. Chargers at home. You going to split them? Did we split them? Uh, I'm going to split them with the Chargers. Yes, the Chargers get the revenge on the Raiders week one, but the Raiders win in week thirteen. Okay. Um, so seven and five lost at the Rams, I assume. Yep. Seven and six winner loss against the Patriots. I, I'm not betting on Josh McDaniels against Belichick. I'll tell you that much. I'm taking Belichick in that one. Okay. Seven and seven at Pittsburgh. All right. So to close out, they're going to need to win two of the two of at Pittsburgh versus San Francisco versus Kansas city. Do they get it done? So I actually did this for CBS Sports. I wrote an article predicting every single game for the Raiders, and it was I, very tough. But this is where I landed. Uh, they 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 win against the they win against the uh, or they lose against the Patriots. Those final three games you're talking about. I have them beating the Steelers in Pittsburgh, which will be interesting. Who who knows who's playing quarterback at that point in the season? Now what what they only need one more win to hit their over. I don't have that happening. I have them losing to San Francisco as Trey Lance and company continue to jockey for playoff positioning late in the year. And then week 18 against the Chiefs, as I mentioned, and if what I said, you know, comes to fruition, no one's going to be resting their starters in week 18 when it comes to the AFC West. The Chiefs are going to need that game. Um, it's going to be in Vegas, but that, that, that doesn't matter. The Chiefs come out victorious. And I guess we landed on what a final record of eight and nine for the Raiders. Yeah, I think that's probably about right. I like the I like the under Bill Barnwell and I did a did some over unders on his pod. I you know mark your bingo card, but um, <laughs> I uh, he uh, he he had the Raiders under, and I tend to I tend to agree with that. I think it, it's it's, it's it's tough because they went ten and seven last year, right, and made the playoffs. Like they overcame so much adversity. You would think with all the offseason act, you know, additions that they made that they could be a team that could return as a wild card. But at the same time, 
the AFC West has just been adding major pieces, making splash additions all across the board. The Chiefs have already been established as perennial contenders. Unfortunately, it looks like the Raiders, in my opinion, will be finishing last in that very formidable division. Yeah, it's, it's just a really hard division, and I think that you know it it sort of goes like everybody makes these big additions in the all season. It's like, oh well, they fixed everything. It's like it's just, it's not that simple, you know. It, yeah. it, like sometimes it takes some cohesion for it to uh to for it to happen and you know you got a new head coach you got new pieces in place uh, in both you know denver you know denver and in las vegas which i think is sort of flying under the radar because they made so many big splashy moves so we kind of think under on those under like if we're if we're making official consensus pod picks that i have to give to john breach tomorrow when he's doing his newsletter um i will i'll go chiefs over and chargers over and broncos under uh raiders under you'd probably go Chargers over and three unders. Is that right? No, I'll go Chargers over, Broncos over, and I'll go under for the Chiefs and the Raiders. Okay. I will uh, I will tell Breach that there's some maybe that's the point of the newsletter, some debate about the, the for Chiefs. Sure. All right. That'll do it for the AFC West podcast. Win totals. We'll be back tomorrow with no wait. Maybe. I don't know. Well, tomorrow or maybe Monday. Whatever. However, depends on how you're listening or how you're watching. Uh, regardless, an excellent coverage. Uh, excellent podcast covering the AFC West. Jordan Ajani, as always, buddy, I appreciate it, man. You're the man, Brinson. Appreciate it. All right, for Jordan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.